Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Thursday, December 5th. 15th. 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 Keep going. Yeah. Today is Thursday, December 15th, 2022. The weather today will be a high of minus 5 degrees in Edmonton, minus 13 degrees in Saskatoon, and 2 degrees in Toronto. 10 days until Christmas. Thanks, Evie. Sorry, that was my poor, poor writing. <laughs> the look that you're getting right now is, oh my God. <laughs> if, uh, if looks could kill. Hey, everybody. We're broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Come join us live. Get your questions answered. All you got to do is just uh, download that Podbean app, search up the Real Estate Investing Morning Show, follow, I guess. You'll get notified when we're live. And then, and then when you hop in the show, there's a chat box, there's a call-in button. Uh, you can ask any questions you want about real estate investing for free every morning, free coaching. Take full advantage of it. Uh, I have been a bit of a, I wouldn't say a Debbie Downer, but more of a, um, I should have come up with a better joke before <laughs> I started talking. Sometimes, sometimes you just start talking and you don't really know where you're going to go. Uh-huh. You ever do that? Yeah. Um, I've been, I've been uh, a little negative. Let's just put it that way. I've been a negative Nancy. Okay. Okay. So today we're going to start the show off right. And today we're gonna, uh, you know, start it off on a higher note. Okay. Okay. Like what? So today I want everyone in the chat to tell me your favorite color and why. <laughs> is there a why why people have a favorite color? Like my my favorite Gabby, color is blue because it reminds me of your eyes. When you're thinking about your favorite color, you always need to start with your why. <laughs> Garrett says black like my heart. Great start, guys. <laughs> Who else would like to contribute today? Paul says black. Goes with everything. <laughs> I happen to be wearing a black shirt. Is it blue? Yeah, it's blue. It's blue. <laughs> I like blue shirts that look black. Purple, it's royalty. Yellow for sunshine. That's the spirit. <laughs> Kyle says blue. Kyle's all about team blue. Chris is on team blue as well. Can I get a blue, blue? If I don't get bad reviews for this episode, I'll be shocked. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm sorry, is Jer- uh, Jeremy doing dad jokes? Did I miss it? Yellow, it starts with Y. <laughs> that is good. That's good. What? That's good. Ken says blue. Gotta love the blues. <laughs> Cody, uh, you know, Cody as a kid, Cody always said blue. But you know what? He realized in his adult life that he really loves white. But you said Cody has a kid. And he always said blue. <laughs> That's all he said? <laughs> Uh, Matt, Matt, Mr. Matt Cassidy loves the purple. Uh, Eric loves blue. Matt Cassidy also dropped a Michael Scott quote for you. I miss it. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't know where it's going. Oh. I just hope I find it along the way. He got the reference. Yeah, <laughs> he got the reference. <laughs> mm. uh, if you're curious about my favorite color, stay tuned. We'll get to it very shortly. Uh, what do we got going on today, Gabby? <laughs> Uh, we have a tenant moving in. 
I say what? Say what? We do? Yeah, we have a tenant moving in. We have a tenant moving in. Yeah. That uh it it feels like we secured them forever ago. Uh and yeah. they're finally moving in. This is <laughs> um wh- when was it? Like sometime early November, I think. And we agreed to um to a December 15th move in because they were great candidates. Oh. What I loved most about these candidates is that they already lived in the neighborhood, literally like on the same block across okay. the street, and they just wanted to upgrade into something bigger. So I love that their kids go to school at the at the school in the neighborhood. Like that's the kind of tenant I want. They're going to stay there, you mm. know. I hope. Fingers crossed. <laughs> we have a really good tenant in the in the basement suite there as well, a single person. So I hope that they all get along splendidly. Okay. That's. <laughs> That's um, that's that's very nice, Gabby. Yes. For everyone who's joining in, like I just went live on Facebook. For any, for everyone who's joining in on Facebook, they're gonna be like, "Why? What's why is why is Wayne's act so weird?" Because they don't have any context to like what I said earlier. So, did you uh, just go live? Yeah, just a little while ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, t- I, I gotta go live from time to time just because not everybody is uh, has committed to waking up early. So you want to show them what they're missing? Uh, yeah. Yeah, not everyone's committed to waking up early and joining in on the morning show on the podcast. So um, give everyone a little taste of what they're missing every now and then. Um, and that's uh, and today's going to be one of those really, really nice, positive fun days. <laughs> no complainings uh, and, and no rants. We're just going to talk about, you know, um, real estate. <laughs> the thing, though, is that if they're watching on Facebook, they're still not getting the experience. Uh, why? Because they're not on the app, like, with everybody. Yeah. Look at all these, you know, funny jokes and comments that come through. True. I, I can see Chris here. Chris just joined in on Facebook Chris Live. Who? Uh, and journal. Okay. And uh, he, he was just on the live show a second ago, so... Um, he wants to experience both? Oh, he says he's a bit of an echo. He's listening to both at the same time. <laughs> he said it's a bit of an echo, but it's one hell of an experience. I think he's just, you just li- really wanted to see your face. He's, li- he's lying on the floor in his bedroom with his headphones on, just with his Staring eyes closed. Staring at the ceiling? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But his eyes are closed, so he's not. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, so you said a tenant's moving in today, and yeah. that, that does sound promising because... <clears throat> If they already live in the neighborhood and they chose to find another house in the same neighborhood, same street ish. Yeah, like across the street, but down the block. Yeah, that means that they're that they're invested in this neighborhood and yeah. they don't really want to leave. So that might be promising for that unit because that that property has crazy high turnover. Yeah, it seems like every eight months we got you know units being turned over. Yeah, and that really does affect the bottom line. Even though it's a great property, even though we got it at a really great price, even though cash flow is really well. Even with the interest rates, I know that one hasn't changed yet. Yeah, uh, cash flows really well. Um, turnovers, they, 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 man, do they ever affect the cash flow? Yeah, because you got to pay for you know, unless you can find a seamless transition of a of, of a new tenant moving in, and the cost of paying for a minimum one month vacancy plus the repairs associated with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it really affects the cash flow at the end of the year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you think, oh, no, you don't have to pay for any of the, uh, the repairs because, you know, it's where the, the previous tenant will cover it out of their damage deposit. But it's it's tough with the wear and tear thing because that was a brand new um, property when we bought it four, five years ago, almost five years ago. Um, but... You know, you kind of let things, a little, you kind of let like paint chips and that kind of stuff slide on each tenant. You know what I mean? You're not going to repaint a whole wall because there's a little scuff, mm-hmm. right? So, and you can't deduct money off the security deposit because there's a scuff on the wall. You can only deduct it if you actually repair it. And that would be considered, quote unquote, wear and tear, right? But when every tenant keeps leaving and they keep leaving more and more scuffs and there's another scuff on the flooring and stuff like that, um, it starts to accumulate to a point where after five years, it's like, oh, God, now that wall's looking terrible. But we didn't, I can't 
take it off the security deposit of the last person because they scuffed it once because it's clearly marked and indicated on their move-in inspection that it was already scuffed. So that means you got to repaint the whole house and redo all the flooring, right? How much does that cost? <sighs> like 10 grand? You know what I mean? Yeah. So having, having tenants stay longer does save money and it's not just like th- th- that right there. <laughs> I think about that, that $10,000 worth of flooring and paint and then all the one month vacancies for the last five years of each of that unit, um, you know, let's say 1500 bucks, not say a thousand bucks, thousand bucks once a year for five years, you're up to 15 grand mm-hmm. just because people moved out once every year yeah. at the end of every one year lease. It, it certainly adds up and there's $15,000 gone. But if a tenant had stayed for the five years, we would have made $15,000 more. Yeah. Just to, just to kind of give you some perspective as to, it might be a bit of an exaggeration, but not, not really. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so crossing our fingers, this tenant stays longer. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it's hard. It's not in the, um, it's not in the best neighborhood and we wouldn't have, you know, chosen this neighborhood ourselves had we just been purchasing this property, but our joint venture partner um, really wanted to invest there. And he said, okay, it's a beautiful brand new property, gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we never have trouble attracting people, but because of the neighborhood, uh, they just don't ever end up staying. You have your little problems here or there and people just get fed up and book it. <laughs> mm. Jeremy asks, how can someone reduce the vacancy expense? Uh, uh, reduce vacancy. <laughs> I mean, it's like the expense itself. <laughs> I mean, your holding costs are your holding costs. You, you can't re- like you can't, uh, you could force someone to stay, right? You can hold them against their will. <laughs> you can tell them you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Lock them in from the outside. <laughs> Until you sign this lease. Here's your new release renewal. Um, and of course, that would be, um, that'd be frowned upon. Uh, like, what do you, I mean, you try and it's all about relationships, right? Yeah. So if you can start the, the tenant relationship, tenant landlord, tenant relationship off on the right foot and maintain it well, um, treat them like a person, then they'll very likely stay longer. What you want is you want to give the tenant zero reasons to leave or as least as as minimal amount of reasons to leave as possible. If they're coming up on their ninth, 10th, 11th month and their one year lease and they're thinking about leaving because they don't like the people downstairs, they don't like the way that you communicate, they don't like that you come by and you're always like, poking your nose around, just like looking at things. They don't like the way that you responded to them when they missed them, when they were late for rent back in March. Um, They don't like the area. They want something bigger. You know what I mean? All those things. Those are all the the main reasons why someone would want to leave because the actual thought of leaving is actually like the actual moving part process is it sucks. (laughs) How many of you guys have moved before? Probably everybody, unless they're still in mom and dad's. I was trying to be inclusive. I was, <laughs> I was waiting for everyone to be like, me, <laughs> I have. They can feel like they're part of the show. Thanks for ruining that, Gab. It's supposed to be a fun show. <laughs> Buddy. Um, everyone's moved before. It sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, you reach out to all your best friends. They all get back to you and say they're busy. Of course, it's the same thing I say. Doesn't matter how much pizza and beer you throw in my face, I ain't. Stop, fucking... stop, and stop asking your friends to help you move. Hire a goddamn mover. Yeah, that's what <laughs> ruins friendships. <laughs> Ask, moving every year, dude. Find a place you like and settle down. We've plant some roots for the love of God, <laughs> right? But you know, moving actually it really sucks. It really is not great. Mm-hmm. So the fact that someone wants to mo- like wants to move more than not move there's got to be <laughs> a reason <laughs> there's got to be a reason right and reduce those reasons make staying the path of least resistance 
yeah. right? And sometimes, you know, you might have to dangle a carrot. You're like, hey, you've been an awesome tenant. Just thought we'd uh, renew your lease. We, you know, we've been looking at the rental rates. Looks like, you know, rents have gone up like about a hundred bucks. But since you're awesome, we're going to reduce it by 25. What do you say? Sign here. Yeah. I think also like, I'd say that our average tenant length of stay is probably like two to three years. If yeah. I look across all of our rental properties, that's probably the average. Yeah, we've this, had some this... longer and we've had some shorter, but this property specifically is because of the area. Oh, this one's bringing down the average, yeah. It, and it's and strictly because of the area. Like I don't, I really truly don't believe there's any other reason. I mean, we did have uh, one of the, uh, so it's four suites. It's a suite of duplex. And we did have one side um, just last year where the tenants were not getting along. But hmm. that was, and, and we also had in that same side of the duplex, we had a roommate situation that went south. Mm -hmm. So those were like two um, exceptions. But the rest of the people, why they've come and left with, with you know, within that one year period of, of their term was because of the area. So, you know, like, I wouldn't say that it had anything to do with the relationships or, you know, anything like that. So it's tough. But yeah, we are like, we are firm believers of um, treating your tenants properly, um, but not being, not getting too friendly, <laughs> not becoming friends with them. Um, but, you know, like, like, like Wayne said, like you can offer them that, you know, incentive. Like if you sign, you know, if you resign your lease, we'll keep your rent as is. You're a great tenant. We drop off Christmas gifts every Christmas. Um, when they resign their lease, you know, we, we haven't been as good at it just because we were so busy the past two years. But, you know, usually with lease uh, resignings, yeah. we would uh, stop by and drop off a little gift. Um, we always, always follow up on maintenance right away. Um you know, so like all the little things that you can do, do them. Yeah. You know, make them feel like you care. Make them feel comfortable in their home. Um, show them that when something breaks, you're going to fix it. You're not a, you're not a D-bag. Yeah. And, um, and it'll, it'll really reduce your vacancy. We have one tenant that we, she was my favorite tenant and she stayed with us for a few years. And um, I run into her in the gym all the time now. Yeah. Almost every single morning. And she's just the sweetest. She always gives me a big hug. And then we chat for like five or 10 minutes. And then we both go and work out. And then I see her the next morning. And we just had a lovely relationship. Like I, I was the one who, who met her and did the walkthrough with her to show her the suite. Mm -hmm. um, and she loved it. And she was just the sweetest. I think she gave me a hug that day because she liked it so much. She was just like a happy woman yeah and um and maintained that kind of like nice lovely relationship we always fix things for her we always you know like whatever came up was always dealt with and um just maintained a, a wonderful tenant landlord relationship and um yeah and now it's like you know it's not that awkward like oh my god my ex-tenant is in the gym i need to switch gyms you it know? could have been yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i i feel like if that did happen I, we would probably get a different membership Exactly. 100%. Or pick a different time of day. Like clearly she goes at the exact same time that we yeah. go every morning. We need to switch <laughs> and go in the evening or whatever. So yeah, just like it's important. And it's not possible with every tenant. We have a, a D-bag tenant right now that if I saw him in the gym, I would 100% switch gyms. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't please everybody. You can do what you can. And some people just don't want to be, you know, some people are just not nice people. Yeah. Uh, and I certainly don't want to renew leases with those people either. No. Um, and unfortunately, we did this past year because we were busy and it was easy. He wanted to stay. We were like, hey, we don't have time to fill another vacancy. Yeah. So let's as just renew it. As long as he keeps paying his rent, it's fine. Yeah. But like hindsight should yeah. not have renewed that lease. <laughs> yeah. And now we're just going to endure it for another six yeah. months or so, yeah. which is unfortunate. But for the most part, yeah, you just try and find, you know, I've talked a lot about in the past and, and through different courses we've done about finding like the right tenant and just making sure that their character matches what you're looking for. You should have a profile of a tenant that you want, not just for what they do, um, but more, more about who they are and how they act. These are the type of people you want to be dealing with on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. If I say, hey, you didn't do this, how are they going to react? Yeah. You should You should know what type of person that is. 
also, um, you know, what type of people are they when they don't do the things that they need to? How, how do they approach you when they don't have rent? Do they profusely apologize or do they say, hey, I'll get it to you on the 4th? And you say, well, okay, can you please sign this agreement saying us you're going to pay on the 4th? Oh, I'm not signing on that shit. If that's the type of person that you're getting, that's not that's certainly not the type of people that I rent to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I I don't want to say that I I want people that I can have power and authority over, but you know I want people who actually genuinely care that they messed up and they're going to do everything in their power to fix it, because the agreement and the lease and the arrangement states that they have their obligations, responsibilities, and we have our obligations, responsibilities. Now, me as a professional, I always fulfill my obligations and responsibilities. I do everything that I am supposed to do by law. Okay. If now the other party is supposed to be doing the same thing, right? So I'm not the bad guy in this. They are not doing what they're supposed to do. How do they act when something happens that's outside of their control and they're unable to fulfill their obligations and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Are they the type of people that feel bad about it? Or are they the type of people that don't give a shit? Yeah. Right? And that's important. Yeah. Because if they're the type of people that don't give a shit, you have no control over the situation. You have an op- you have two options. You can evict them, and it'd be at a great cost to you. Or you can ride it out and be like, ah, it's easier to re-sign this person yeah. than it is to evict them. Or to remove them. And that can be a hard thing to, f- to figure out in your 15 minutes that you're walking through a property with them uh, when you're doing the showing. Because uh, all you have is your, your gut feeling. They show up usually on their best behavior. And how, like, how, unless you're like really, really intuitive, it's really hard to see through people's best behavior. Some people show up and they're just exactly who they are. Mm-hmm. And that always, it always kind of takes me by surprise when somebody just shows up and if they're a dick and they're just like being a dick, it's like, oh, wow, you're going to have a lot of luck finding a suite. <laughs> See ya, buddy. And some people show up at just like totally quirky and like, and like joking around and over the top. And it's like, well, like, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not your buddy. You're trying to get a suite off of me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, sometimes you luck out and, and they show their true colors, but most of the time they show up on their best behavior and you need to try to read through their, their, uh, yeah, whatever they put up. Okay. Let's take a quick little commercial break. We'll get back to this topic. If you guys got any more questions about this, throw it in the comments um, and we'll, uh, and we'll get those answered. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from DCI. No sloppy seconds. (laughs) So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers, or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we are back. Um, so the original question, Gabby, was like, how do you reduce vacancy? I think you did a really good job in, in, in answering it. It's one of those things that's very hard to control. Um, if you can find a really great person and you can maintain that relationship really well and reduce the amount of reasons why they would want to move out, that's, that's the best way to approach it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but as Gabby mentioned as well, you want to have that fine line of, you want to ensure that the relationship doesn't get too close to the point where they feel like it's going to get taken advantage of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Going back to that that comment I made before the break about what happens when something happens that's outside of their control and they can't make rent, right? How do they handle it? Are they going to be like, oh, I've always had a really great relationship with Cabby. I should be able to give her a call and she'll give me, she'll mm-hmm. give me a pass, right? There should be some level of fear there. You know what I mean? Yeah. They should feel like, oh, crap. You know what I mean? You have to maintain that. Otherwise, you know, when, they, when, they're, when they're short 1500 or let's say $3,000 that month because 
their car broke down, who are they going to pay first? Are they going to make the car payment? Are they going to make the insurance payment? Are they going to make the credit card payment? Are they going to make the utility payment? Are they going to make the cell phone payment? Or are they going to make the rent payment? Now, if they think that you're really sweet and you're always coming by and dropping off cookies and shit like that and staying for a beer on a, on a hot Sunday uh, summer afternoon, you know, they're more likely to call you up and be like, or email you up and be like, hey, I'm real sorry the car broke down. I'll have it for you next week. As opposed to doing that to the uh, to the bank manager yeah. for their car payment, because they're worried that if they 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 miss a car payment, their credit you know score is going to go down, mm-hmm. right? So they do need to f- have some level of fear and and respect for the rental payment, because yeah. if, if that money doesn't come in, that's 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 affecting you. <clears throat> now, if you're a really good real estate investor. You probably have a reserve fund in place. You got good cash flow in your property. That's always replenishing the reserve. You're okay. Doesn't like if you miss, like if you're seven days behind, you know, from receiving that rent, you're going to be fine because you've got money in the reserves. It's no problem. But what you're doing is you're establishing a pattern. You're establishing an expectation that you're the type of person that can, that will receive that request. That will not act on it because they're, they won't be scared of you anymore. So when something like this happens again, it's going to become a reoccurring thing. And once it's happened, you can't come back from that. You can't suddenly turn it around and suddenly be an asshole. You know what I mean? Or like go strictly like authoritative and just like an assertive and say, hey, that's not what we accept. We do not accept late rent. Well, you just did two months ago, right? Yeah. yeah. And you're going to have to, you're going to have to probably go above and beyond to make that statement heard and, you know, and then at that point, are you affecting the relationship of the lease, of the, the landlord and the tenant by doing that? Suddenly, you're an asshole. Yeah. Right? And when you're an asshole and you're four months away from the end of your lease, what happens? They gone. They gone. They start looking. Right? Yeah. And do you call them and have that conversation so they can understand your tone properly or do you hide behind email? Most people hide behind email because you want to have everything documented as well. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a huge risk. So it's better to maintain it and to ensure you have that healthy balance of of fear and friendship <laughs> early on in the lease in the relationship. So they never ever try and pull this on you. Because if they try and pull it on you on the first time and you are strict on, hey, we don't accept late rent. Well, Gabby, I don't have the rent. I'm sorry. You're going to have to get the rent by the end of the day. Otherwise, you're going to be getting a an eviction notice. Well, bye 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 renewal in twelve months or eight months. Yeah, there's also a certain way of handling that. Like um, I know that you know sometimes we're lenient, sometimes we're not. I think it depends on the situation and, and the how person. they like. Do if they know they're going to be late for rent, do they wait until the second when you're you know trying to track them down and be like, you didn't pay your rent. Like when's it coming? And then they're like, oh yeah, uh, actually my car broke down last week and I'm not going to have it. Or when their car broke down last week, did they approach you and say, oh, my God, rent is due next Tuesday. My car just broke down and it's going to cost me $5,000 to fix it. Mm-hmm. I really, really hope it's okay if I can pay you on the 6th. That is proactive and that's respectable. Yeah. Like, I, I respect that. And so it's like, okay, I understand your situation. Thank you for being proactive and letting us know in advance. And that's totally fine. So it just, it really, the way that we approach things really depends on how they approach things. And I also feel like it's in that response, like you don't need to be like, oh yeah, okay, no problem. Yeah, pay pay on the sixth, not a problem. Because then the next time they're going to know that it's not a problem and that you don't care and whatever. <laughs> but if you say like, you know, uh, we don't normally accept late rent. It's, it's, you know, it is due on the first. That's when we expect to receive it. However, I understand your situation. We will go ahead and draw up a repayment plan to make sure that it gets paid back on the 6th. I'm going to send it over for your signature. And um, please note that, uh, you know, as I said, we don't normally accept late rent. So next time, if there's late rent, uh, just as a precaution, this is a business for us. On the second, you will receive a um, eviction notice. It's just protect us in the case that you don't actually pay when you say you're going to repay us. Right. So if they know that, it's a precaution for you. It's protecting your business. That is not a big deal because, hey, you said you are going to pay me, so don't worry about it. Yeah. But 
these are the processes we have in place. And if you don't pay it, you're out. Right. So it's showing that like, you're a nice person, you're lenient, you approach it in a really gentle way, but you're strict, you're serious. Yeah. You have systems. Courtney uh, mentioned in the comments here, she said, I think the fear that you're referring to is actually respect. Yeah. And that they would be worried about disrespecting you as their landlord. Mm -hmm. I think it's a combination. I do too. I was going to say that. I think that it is a combination. Um, I think that they, I, I, I would debate that they're slightly different. Um, there needs to be some small amount of fear of like, oh no, if I don't pay this, I'm going to lose my home. You know what I mean? Yeah. There needs to be, the, I don't, I don't want someone to feel that, but at the same time, it needs to be there. Otherwise, if they don't have that, then, then what's stopping them? Right. I don't think that I'd say 95% of tenants don't want to, they're not scumbags. Right. I think it's the other 5% that really ruin it for everyone else. Yeah. But 95% of tenants don't want to be scumbags. They don't want to, they didn't put themselves in the situation on purpose, mm-hmm. right? Whether it be, and sometimes the decisions that they make, though they're the wrong ones, they didn't do it intentionally, Yeah. right? They didn't wake up this morning and say, I'm going to make bad financial decisions and then I'm not going to be able to pay my rent and I'm going dancing tomorrow night. <laughs> no, it's, it's not, they're certainly, they certainly made their decisions for whatever reasons, they're certainly going dancing tomorrow night, but their intention was to not, not pay your rent. Not, not pay your rent. It was not to not pay rent. Yeah. Okay. Not, not, yeah. Not, not. (laughs) Um, That that wasn't why they woke up this morning. That wasn't what their intention was. So you have to, you have to have a little bit of um, understanding that, and, and I try and do that on a regular basis outside of this as well. As I try and I try and put myself in someone else's shoes and understand what their intentions were. They may have made decisions, right, that have resulted in this outcome. But did they wake up this morning and do it with that intention, with that purpose? Right? Yeah. I try and... Even though people do things... Uh, I, 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 there's not that many evil people in the world. And it's very easy to villainize people when they do things and you're on the other end of it, the bad end of it. It's easy to villainize them. But if you just understand that they did something in their own best interest and that their intentions were not to be villain, to villainize and to, to be a bad person. Mm Mm-hmm. It helps with your decision-making on how you handle the situation, right? Now, if you walk around with rose-colored glasses all the time and just accept that, you know, oh, well, they weren't trying to be bad. You're going to get walked all over. And we are trying to run a business here. But I, I think it's important, you know, when we're talking about how to reduce vacancy, Um to lower your expectations um, for tenants, lower your expectations for people who are in a, um, a lesser financial situation than you. If I can say that openly and freely, that pe- people typically who are renting do not have as much net worth as you do as an investor. They do not have the knowledge or the net worth in order to make different decisions. So their financial situation is probably uh, significantly worse than yours. They have enough money to cover the rent. Okay. They don't have much more. If they did, they would own a home in most cases. Okay. Can I say that freely without offending anyone? Yeah. Yeah. So with that in mind, just understand that they have an extra $30 in their bank account. Okay. And sometimes stuff happens. The kids were, you know, acting up or the kids did really well. They did great in their Christmas concert last night. Let's take everybody out to McDonald's. That's a good parental move. I've, I've made moves like that in the past where I've just like spent money and not knowing where it's come from. You know, like, oh, I'll figure it out later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, honey, let's go on vacation. We'll figure it out. We'll put on the credit card. We'll pay it off later. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They're, just, they're just making decisions for their own life. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, my sister died. I need to go to Toronto. 
It was an it was a fast decision. They know they didn't have the money, but they had to do it, right? Did they wake up this morning and think to myself, what can I do today that's going to fuck up me paying my rent? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So with all of that in mind, you have to lower your expectations and standards or lower your expectations, sorry, of of on your tenants. And from time to time, they're going to miss rent. Yeah. Put yourself in a situation, build your business and your systems in a way that it's okay if they don't pay rent for two weeks. Have a good reserve fund. Have a good cash flow. Treat it like a good business. And when they're when your tenants do the inevitable, which is make bad decisions, then you're okay. You say, hey, you've already made up your mind like in advance that this is going to happen, right? If you've already made up your mind in advance that this is going to happen from time to time, this tenant's going to make is going to pay two rental payments late in this lease, this one year lease. You won't be disappointed when it happens. And you're going to be you're going to be more likely to react in a positive way as opposed to an impulsive negative way. And if you react in a positive way and say like, "Hey, I'm so sorry to hear about that. Totally understand. Things happen. Um, we really, really would appreciate if you know all of the rent going forward is paid on time. What we're going to do, like, like Gabby said a second ago, I'm going to write you up a repayment plan. What day do you think you're going to be paying this back, or what day are you going to be paying this yes. back? Uh, I can have it paid probably on the seventh. Okay, so in order for us to be able to do this, we need to know for sure this can be paid on the 7th, okay? We're going to write a repayment plan. If it's not repaid on that date, unfortunately, we're going to have to serve an eviction notice. So can you please, you know, give me an exact date you know for sure you're going to have it? Okay, the 8th. The 8th is when I get paid. For 100%, like worst case scenario, I'd paid on the 8th, but I'll probably pay it sooner. Okay, no problem. Here's a repayment, you know, statement, uh, agreement that says you're going to repay it on the 8th. Um, just letting you know, if we do not receive it by this time on the 8th, we are going to be serving an eviction notice, but that's not going to be a problem because you're going to pay it, but we're just covering our end just because it wasn't paid on time. And, uh, hopefully everything turns around. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. See, that's what you want. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, this, that's how you want it, that this scenario to play out. You want them to come to you. You want them to apologize. You want them to, to, to give you an exact date that they're going to repay you on. You're going to sign it in, a, in an agreement, both parties sign, and then for them to thank you afterwards. That's how you maintain a relationship. And then what, what, what do they say when their friends ask, oh, I need to find a place to rent. Like, I don't know where to look. And my landlord's an asshole. What are they, what, what they going to say? My landlord's amazing. I, I, I couldn't pay my rent last month. They, they were so nice about it. They didn't you know, make a big deal. They dropped off a Christmas gift. Um, in fact, actually, they were in the neighborhood and they brought like, like a coffee thing, a um, little coffee gift card or whatever. And they're just so sweet. They're always coming around. Whenever I call them and say there's something wrong, you know, or email them and there's something broken, they always send someone out within a week to get it fixed. Yep. They're, just, they're, they're amazing. That's the type of, that's, that yep. relationship right there is, is the type of relationship where people are going to want to stay. Yeah. And that's right. literally what, like, the tenant I was talking about that we see at the gym now every day. Yeah. She, every time I saw her, she went out of her way to tell me how I can't believe that I have the best landlord ever. Like, I can't believe I got this lucky. Mm -hmm. Like, she used to tell me that every single time I saw her. And so it's, and like, I, I, I didn't do anything besides be a nice person. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I literally, besides doing exactly what I do with every other tenant, like, just being kind, being nice. Uh, for the walkthrough, like had a nice conversation. She's bubbly, so it was easy to have a good conversation. Dropped off our Christmas gifts. And that's the other thing is that like she, so we used to, we don't do it anymore, but we used to give our tenants um, locally made fudge, like little gift fudge packs. Yeah. I, that seems like a really weird um, term now. So, <laughs> um, boxes of like different flavors of fudge. And I'd literally go down to the local candy shop here in Leduc. <laughs> And I would pick out the flavors that I wanted them to make up these like, and I used to walk out with these boxes full of like these um, boxes of fudge. Like it, it was crazy. They put like, I think I'm always like their biggest Christmas customer. <laughs> and um, so I would drop those off every year. And like I said, I think she was with us for three or four years. I can't remember, but I drop, we'd get them dropped off every year for Christmas and it became so she had um, two sons and she was uh, separated from her husband. So she was a single mom and she had two younger uh, sons and it became their tradition. Like they would get so excited to receive these boxes of fudge and they would like every day leading up until Christmas, they would like share this, this piece of 
of different flavors of fudge. And it became, she literally, and so she was like, made a point of telling me that like our generosity became their tradition. Mm -hmm. And when she was moving, she was like, I'm going to have to like now every year go and like buy this box of fudge because it's literally part of our Christmas traditions now. And thank you so much for providing that for us over the years. So it's like those little things that you don't realize how far they go. Right. And, and how it'll, how it'll impact. And you never know who it's going to impact and who's going to be like, Oh, I don't like fudge. Like, why do they keep sending this? Yeah. Right. We've, and we've had that. <laughs> yeah. Literally received a message being like, we don't like fudge. You can stop sending us fudge. <laughs> like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> so you just never, and that's, I guess, also sourcing out the right kind of tenant that you want to have. Like, are they, are they nice and, and accepting of, you know, stuff or are they just like, mm. I, well, I'm grumpy. <laughs> well, I literally said this the other day. Um, like last week, I'm like, Hey Gab, just out of curiosity, um, do we have any tenants currently like that we want to send gifts to? <laughs> I'm just curious because I'm just wondering if it's worth the cash flow <laughs> to send it to them. Gab's like, We're, I already ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, fine. <laughs> I was just like, I was just looking at like the tenants we have right now. I'm just like, no one's really standing out right now. They're all staying. They're all doing what they're supposed to do, but like, no one's really standing out right now. And just like. I don't know. The communication has just been absolute garbage this year. And maybe that's because we haven't been working on the relationship. I was as much going to say, should. Wayne, I think that this is like a, a quantity over quality type of situation because, you know, like as we grew and as we got busier, there was less and less of those like really great kind of like more personal relationships like we had with the one tenant. Right. Um, you know, as you grow, it's hard to keep up on the little things that you used to do that made an impact. Right. Yeah. So like when we did quarterly inspections, we drop off coffee cards like we don't do that anymore. You know, and that used to just go the extra mile to say like, hey, thank you so much for letting us, you know, pop into your suite. Yeah. Everything was great. We left a coffee card on the table for you. Hope you have a fantastic day. Like those types of little touches don't happen anymore. So it's so you don't get the really nice like, oh, my God, thank you so much. That's so kind. Glad everything looked good. You know, I take pride in my suite. We don't get those like little back and forth communications because we don't go that extra mile anymore. Mm -hmm. Because when you get, you know, when things grow and your business explodes, it's hard to stay on the those small things that you used to do. But we also, um, we, we hit a particular um, threshold or a, a stage where we actually had this discussion, Gabby and I, where we said, you know what, to be completely honest, um, we're getting to a stage now where quantity is going to go down and quality is going up. Sorry, uh, quality is going to go down and quantity is going to go up. And it's just, it's going to happen. It's going to happen where you get to a point where you don't have the time or the energy to be able to put into those relationships anymore. And you're going to need to start outsourcing and delegating. And when you do that, your quality is going to go down. So the relationships are going to go down. The quality of the tenancies are going to go down. Vacancies are going to go up. That means repairs are going to go up, right? And um, obviously the, 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 the client relationships like the support is going to go down as well mm -hmm. and but we made it we, i i recognized it before it happened i'm like gab just to let you know like we need to make a decision today that we are no longer the type of people that do that anymore yeah we cannot spend time on things like this we need to give automated responses we need to and and, and it was I, I remember it i don't know if you remember it. i remember it being very difficult for you because it was just like you know, it almost feels like, you know, now they're getting a robot as opposed to not, you know, mm -hmm. having that really great relationship. And all these things we told you for the last 45 minutes has all been based off of like maintaining those relationships and dropping off things and everything else. You can still do those things, but just know that when you do scale, your quality will go down Yeah, because there's just not enough time. And it doesn't matter who you find or who you think you can find that's going to replicate your level of care and emotion into this business. No one's going to give a shit like about your business more than you. Mm-hmm or even come close to you because it's just a job to everybody else. And that's why people have so much problems with property managers, right? Yeah. Where they go from like to a point, you know, they go from a, they come from a point where, or a position where they're, they have great relationship with their tenants and they're like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I need um, to hire somebody. I need to hire somebody. They hire someone and then suddenly the vacancies go up and it sits for significantly longer and there's more tenant complaints and evictions and stuff like that. And like, what the fuck is this person doing? 
Yeah, it's not that they're necessarily getting the wrong person in. It's that they don't care. They're like treating it did. like a business. It's a business. See, now. they have yeah. see they have <laughs> they have quantity. They have lots and lots and lots of different tenants that they're managing, right? And so their quality goes down. So they put systems yeah. in place that we automate whenever you do not pay rent. We send an eviction notice by Sky Robot, by drone yeah. on the second. Your fridge is broken. Submit a ticket. Submit a ticket <laughs> into our system. Can I just call you? No. no. Submit that ticket. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. People put these stupid like I'm gonna uh, well, let's develop an yeah. app. Let's get an app that's gonna automate everything. It's gonna send them reminders. It's gonna it's gonna whenever someone's got a complaint, they can put throw it into the app. Then we all have access to it, including our handyman. And then you've got Ruth, who's like 59 years old in Unit Two B. And she ain't fucking downloading no app. I ain't downloading no fucking app. I can see you right there through the window. Dunk, 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 dunk. I ain't. And then the other person on the other side of the, the window, they're like, use the app. Use the app. I am not using an app. We're right here. We're talking. My sink is leaking. She don't want to use no fucking app. Right? You think Ruth enjoys that? Sure, it sounds great for you. It's 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 minimizing you know your time and energy and everything else. It's keeping costs down and whatnot. But what about Ruth? Ruth is pissed, and Ruth is not. I'm not signing no fucking renewing no lease. There's been a bag of potato chips on the carpet over here for three months, and you're telling me to download an app, right? But before Ruth, for years, I'm talking about like an apartment building setting. Yeah. I don't know if I painted a very good picture of that. <laughs> But Ruth, Ruth, I, I I thought so based on you know her seeing in your window and knocking. She's not oh, just like yeah. stalking you. Yeah, she's downstairs at the <laughs> at the manager's office. But like you know, Ruth's been here for twenty five years, and the people that were there that owned it before were always so sweet. They're always walking around saying good morning, Ruth, and holding open the door. And you're gonna have some stupid fucking app. Yeah. Because I'm modern. I'm a modern man. And now I need to load money onto this card to do my laundry. Yeah. What the fuck is this card? No, <laughs> I. I, th th I went to the bank three months ago and got all these quarters. What the fuck am I supposed to do with these quarters now? Can I put them into your little card? Ruth is pissed. Fucking right, <laughs> Ruth is pissed. Because Ruth has had a system for 25 fucking years. I, 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 I see versions of this all the time when people, do, you know, in the landlord groups are like, oh, no, I don't do that anymore. I implemented this new system and it works great for me. It reduces my time by 80% and, and I don't have to do any of this. All of my, you know, requests are coming in through this thing over here. And the truth is, even if it's not Ruth, who's been living there for 25 years, truth is that most tenants are like, you know, they have like, they call their landlord. Got to remember, like 75% of landlords are amateurs, right? They're not sophisticated like we are. Okay, so for all, most people have landlords that like they can call and like shoot the shit with and be like, hey, this thing's broken. And the guy's like, fine, I'll be over there in a couple of minutes. Right. Mm -hmm. They're not dealing with someone who's got like, you know, 15, 20 properties. Okay. So when they're coming to look at your place and it's like really nice and here and we got this really cool app, all you have to do is just download this and all your requests and everything else, it makes you look like dare I say it? Can I say it? Boardwalk. For those of you guys that are like in the Edmonton area mm -hmm. or, or Alberta, like Boardwalk's like a huge apartment property management company. Everybody fucking hates Boardwalk yeah. because Boardwalk is by the book. Boardwalk is, is the, it's the system, man. It's the man, you know, screw the man and, and their apps and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I was with Boardwalk before. They were absolutely the worst. They never got back to me because they're a company, right? Yeah. But their favorite landlord was Jim in Fort Saskatchewan, who always came by whenever I called or always answered the phone. You know what I mean? And accepted my lent, uh, late rent. And accepted my, my late rent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They Matt, were, Matt says boardwalk did me dirty. Everybody's <laughs> got a boardwalk did me dirty. Story. Story. <laughs> I almost said song. <laughs> boardwalk did me dirty. Why did I turn into a Christmas song for you? <laughs> Because it's Christmas. I thought you were going to rap. Like, I saw your, <laughs> your mouth open. I thought you were going to rap, but you went right into Christmas. <laughs> I thought you were going to do like a, like a, like a play on like riding dirty. 
catch me riding dirty boardwalk did did me riding dirty yeah i thought that's where you're going but no you went right into christmas song um someone better parody that for me and then tag boardwalk (laughs) please don't boardwalk did me dirty (laughs) hashtag real estate investing morning show hashtag boardwalk but everyone, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're getting, you're getting where I'm coming from. Like, people trying to add in all these new systems. They think they're doing a great thing and they're saving themselves time. But any time that you save yourself time in your real estate investing business. Your tenant's being done dirty. You're, 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 <laughs> put, anytime you, you add systems to reduce the amount of time and energy that you put into your business, you directly affect the quality of your business and the relationships. Every single time, every single time we've had a great idea, I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, this is going to ruin our relationships with tenants. <laughs> so next time you're thinking about an app or a new email system or whatever, a ticket system or this new program you downloaded, just think about Ruth in unit 2B. Garrett thinks that Ruth is just you 20 years down the road. A hundred percent. After <laughs> after all my terrible real estate investment decisions, I'm going to lose all my money. I'm going to move into 2B. Um, I'll leave it there. Except instead of like needing to, you know, like put money on your laundry card, you're going to have to like up, like upload the money onto the chip in your neck. I'm not putting none of that (laughs) shit into my head. Ken, I think Ken is questioning, um, you know, whether this was truly the happiest REI show. I think Ken... (laughs) The bar was pretty fucking low. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. See, most of my F-bombs today were in a positive manner. <laughs> see, I didn't say you before I said fuck. <laughs> you fucking. You know, see, it has You're a very just talking different... about how, how upset Ruth was. No, that was not me, though. <laughs> Maybe I just. I it, lived, it was I Ruth, lived through okay? It, it, wasn't it wasn't me. Wayne, it, was Ruth. it was Ruth. It wasn't me. <laughs> Ruth is my alter ego. <laughs> Lives in an apartment to be. <laughs> and she screams at all the kids in the complex to oh, get off 100%, her lawn. percent. Hundred percent. Oh man. Yeah. So uh, some people were asking. I guess uh, Brandy's already dropped off her Christmas gifts. Good for you, Brandy. Clap, clap, clap. Oh, actually, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh shit, we're leaving on Saturday, Gab. Are you gonna be able to get those Christmas gifts out? Have I, you got a plan? I, I, I just thought in my brain, and you know, Emily is here with us right now, and she's meeting me today to do a tenant move in. Mm-hmm. Um, so me's thinking that if I can get myself together, that I'll bring uh, the gifts with me and give them to her and yeah. hire her to deliver them for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll talk about that real quick, actually, because I think it's important. Um, if you guys uh, have any properties in Edmonton. And maybe you live outside the city or maybe you live in Leduc like us and you don't want to drive 45 minutes in to, to show, to like to open the door for a prospective tenant or to shovel or to drop off Christmas gifts, drop (laughs) off Christmas gifts, quarterly inspections, anything like that. Um, You can actually go to www.reiodjobs.com and you can hire them to do those in-person tasks for you. So it's just pretty much like odd jobs for real estate investors. Mm-hmm. Odd jobs you don't really have time for. So like shoveling is a great example. Um, if you got gifts you need dropped off, you need an eviction notice dropped off or something like that. This is not a property management company. It's just like just little odd jobs that you may need done. And for those of you that like the DIY, you know, stay at home um, investors or landlords that, you know, you don't, like you'd like to be a landlord and you'd like to invest in Edmonton or or maybe you're just busy. Maybe you just got some stuff going on and, and the, the day was long or you're, you're going away this Saturday and you can't do showings or can't do inspections. Um, just to have someone that you can just hire, you know, for an hour or two hours just to go down there and drop things off or to pick things up um, can be extremely helpful and save you a lot of money, obviously, as well, because obviously property management's like ridiculously expensive. So um, reiodjobs.com. Um, can hire Emily there. Like we're, we're hiring Emily to do our stuff. Um, Emily and Nathan do all of our uh, snow removal. They you know open the door for for people that want to see the place. Um, quarterly inspections. Um, we got those coming up here. Actually, mm-hmm. shoot, we never booked those for mm-hmm. December. We'll mm-hmm. have to 
I'll have to book them for January. Yeah. Um, but we'll send them all the information. They go around. They'll you know open up the doors. They'll have a look inside the property. Make sure it's not underwater. Make sure that things don't need to be repaired. And then they can just send us a quick little you know um, summary. Um, it saves like you know for for me. Like we we are close enough to Edmonton that we can do it, but it's like a two to three day commitment for us to drive around all around Edmonton and Leduc to hit all of our rental properties and to do the inspections and stuff. So if we can just have someone else do that and I can stay home and I can focus on, you know, the next flip or I can focus on the next property or I can focus on, you know, everything else that I have to work Mm, on. I can have a nap. And Gab, you can lay (laughs) out. Sorry, Emily. We're, while you're working your ass off, Gabby's sleeping on the couch. Getting that afternoon cat nap in. <laughs> so it, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really amazing service. REIjobs.com. Um, do we have any additional questions or anything um, before we wrap up the show here? I, I did see some stuff that I saved earlier, and I think it mostly got kind of answered. Um, there were some really good comments from Paul. Um, Paul said your landlord is a face to talk to rather than a machine that just takes your money month after month. Um, Kyle said, I just had a tenant reach out to me asking if they could pay rent on the fourth instead of the first. I said, that was fine and appreciated her reaching out to me instead of dodging the payment. She's been there for five years. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that just sums up exactly what we were talking about today. Yeah. And I think that it wasn't a very, you know, a simple answer that we can answer. We had to, we had to really just kind of paint you a picture of what the relationship and the, and the business needs to look like in order for so- something like that to actually work. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you miss any of those components, you know, that what, what he just said there probably wouldn't have worked out all that. Wouldn't have had the same outcome. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Kim also says uh, we're living this right now. Uh, I don't know what that's referring to, but uh, with a term tenant told him we will not be renewing his lease due to multiple things. Uh, repetitive late rent, domestic disputes, and calling of peace officers, not providing insurance, and just a general dick and scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read this before I read Don't it. Don't hold back, Kim. Uh, anything else, Kim? <laughs> um, yeah, if 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 you got a if you got a dick scumbag of a tenant, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Just endure it. You know, don't don't evict them just because it's going to be. Um, that's just my opinion, at least. I I, I don't evict tenants because they're dicks. Um, because if I evict them, then that means they're, it's off, gonna, the hook. they're off the hook and it's going to come at a cost to me. I got to get them out. I got to cl- probably clean it, get it repaired. It's going to be off the market for a minimum a month. That comes at a cost to me. No, screw you. Just because you're a dick doesn't mean that, you know, I'm going to lose money. Mm-hmm. So you're going to continue to pay the rent. The, 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 um, condition of the suite is not going to change between now and April. You know what I mean? It's still going to be dirty in these repairs anyways. So long as no, none of those repairs are causing any long-term damage, yeah. um, then I'll just wait it out till April in a much more desirable time, an opportune time to put it back on the market when there's a lot more tenants available as opposed to January 1st, right? Yeah. And then everything, you know, and then they keep paying that rent and everything just comes out of the damage deposit. There's nothing to really like dispute or go after. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, one other thing I want to mention as well is that um, uh, with the odd jobs, obviously Emily, Emily and Nathan are trained by us, which mm-hmm. is another thing I forgot to ask, add as well. Um, odd jobs will be expanding here in the new year. And for anyone that's interested in getting involved in that and maybe getting some, um, getting out and doing some of those, you know, shoveling and stuff like that, you can always email us at info at reioddjobs as well.com. And uh, we're going to be looking to train more people in the Edmonton and Calgary area. Um, for stuff like this, we want to, we want to provide a alternative solution for, for like the DIY investor landlord, um, who just needs someone to go down there and just to drop off a piece of paper to pick something up or drop off a hose or something like that. Um, we've, we've seen a lot of people that are like complaining that like, oh, it's, I hate that my, 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 my rentals in Calgary and I can't, I can't invest in Edmonton because it's just too far away and I won't be able to do it. And property but, management costs too much. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can do it remotely and then just hire someone to go drop stuff off or open a door, you know what I mean? It's going to, it suddenly, it makes it a little more, um, it makes it more possible, right? So, uh, but we are going to be hiring more people. If that's something you're interested in, you can reach out um, to either myself or to Emily and Nathan. Um, and we'll be offering training as well. Um, yeah. 
I think that kind of wraps up the show for today. Nothing else. What a positive show. I think everybody had a great time. Oh, uh, and for those of you that have been waiting this whole 60 minutes, uh, my favorite color is brown. Poop. <laughs> what? And, and no one said brown. I, I know I said I was team blue, but it, like legit, it's brown. I love brown. You, you, you put a brown house in front of me, I will buy it. Otwell was brown. We painted it blue, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really funny. I never realized that. Anyways, have a great day, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. <laughs>